can you um can you actually believe that we interviewed actual Sophia actual Hilton? No, I I, I can't. <laughs> I have followed this woman on Instagram for so long, yeah. like in awe of her and what she's achieved. And um, yeah, we, we were speaking to her it last re- week. It was really surreal, wasn't it? Really it was surreal. Really surreal, like, oh, hello, Sophia Hilton. What are you doing talking to us? <laughs> Bizarre. But so, so, so cool. So glad we got to speak to her. Yeah, we were so, so, so grateful to her for giving us her time. And I just really feel like there was just so much to take from that. Yeah, you know her own, you know her own vulnerability, and explaining how how ADHD affected her, and it just really goes to show you that you know you you you'll never understand what people are going through behind closed doors, but also um, it just demonstrates our point, which is there is no face of ADHD. Yeah, it has a million Everybody different, is different faces. Yeah, and it shows up in completely different ways between every single person. Yeah, although there's a lot of similarities, how they affect people is yeah totally different. Yeah, how they affect people's lives. Yeah, so so interesting. So yeah, shall we just dive in? Um, we feel like. We always give a trigger warning. Right? Yeah, but this week we are going to be talking about ADHD tax and what the cost is within relationships. Yeah. And so this week we feel like we need to give a little bit more of a trigger warning because um, this it's one... It's very bloody triggering, actually. Yeah, and it's quite personal and we just want to say our bit before we dive in. We've put questions out on the story before about what does what has ADHD cost you and so many people have said relationships. Yeah. So we know that this is a triggering topic for so many, but we really just want to get across that this is such a triggering topic for us personally. You know, it's going to be hard for us to talk about. You know, we're we're nearly forty, right? So we ha we do have Are a lot- we? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> we do have a lot of different experiences. And I think that it feels really important to reference to our family, friends, and God forbid, any exes that might be listening. Oh Jesus Christ. Hiya. Uh, <laughs> right there. Um it feels like we just need to say that we're really trying to tread the line very carefully between sharing our personal experiences which is the aim of the podcast in the hope that they help others and just airing our dirty laundry on in public yeah. which we don't want to do because that's a hand move and we do, you know as much as plenty of people we'd love to name and shame <laughs> we would never do yeah, it yeah and we know that our undiagnosed ADHD has played a massive part in the relationships that we've been in 100%. so we can't just sit here and you know blame other people for all of the things yeah, that have happened in 100%. our lives. 100%. So if we say like X, we don't necessarily mean our last X. It, we could be making a reference to anything from 20 years ago. It could be I mean? someone I dated for a week exactly. and it could be someone I dated for longer. Exactly. So so that's so that's the other disclaimer. We're just going to say X in general. Um, and it's funny because the reflection that we're having is looking back on it with new eyes. Yeah. Um, and seeing that as awful as we felt about various things with RSD, um, obviously not the abuse side of it, that that remains, but in terms of relationship breakdowns, etc., and our hurt feelings, we can see on reflection that potentially undiagnosed ADHD played a part in that, which prior to understanding about ADHD, we would never have noticed and just seen ourselves as, as yeah, a victim. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We're going to start um, with... The intro. The intro, shit, yeah, come on. 
Hi, I'm Dawn. Hi, I'm Laura. And, and we, we are ADHD, ADHD AF. Seriously. We are two neurodivergent neighbours who moved to the same street at the same time, at the same age, with the same undiagnosed disability. What are the chances? Since discovering the enormous impact ADHD has had on our lives and the horrifying numbers of missing and undiagnosed females, it has become our mission to make some serious noise. We want to use our voices to raise awareness, break the stigma and share our experiences in the hope that they help others. So join us for a chat, or as it's called up here in Aberdeen, a blether. (laughs) Trigger warning, we will be covering some really sensitive topics, so please do have a read of the description of each episode before listening. It's important to note that we are not medical professionals, we're not therapists or coaches, we're not qualified to offer advice or support. What we will do is share our experiences alongside resources and information from professionals. We will talk over each other and we will go off topic and forget the point mid-sentence. <laughs> we are both assigned female at birth, which means that we can only speak from the experience of life as a fab people. However, ADHDAF is an inclusive space. Whatever your gender, you are very welcome here. Yes, you are. ADHDS females, ADHDAF. So I just wanted to start this episode by saying that we've had to do a fair bit of editing with this just because of the subject matter and what we're talking about. We want to make sure that we're putting out stuff there that we're comfortable speaking about. I just feel like it's really important that we remain authentic, but then at the same time, it's really important to have a bit of self-preservation and realise that, you know, there are things that potentially we don't want to talk about or wouldn't be, it wouldn't be safe for us to talk about full stop I mean we've talked about it and both of us have had some pretty horrendous situations haven't we yeah we have yeah and it's you know unfortunate to note that we have both at times in our life in the past been victims of you know both emotional and physical abuse and we we kind of want to reference that obviously all of the problems that ADHD brings or undiagnosed ADHD caused us both. Yeah. Such as when we're talking about the tax, like low self-worth, uh, no, no ability to, uh, or a very low ability to perceive risk. Yeah. Um, risk-taking behavior in which, you know, we've been in situations that we shouldn't be in, et cetera um have 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 left us more vulnerable to Uh to dangerous situations but obviously you know in terms of when we're talking about abuse which we obviously don't want to but is important to know the fault of that only lies in the hands of the abuser Absolutely. Yes. Just just because our ADHD has left us more vulnerable and more at risk for abuse, it doesn't mean to say that that is our fault in any way, shape or form. No. no. And I think and I think that, you know, especially in terms of when you think about it, you know, relationships that have turned abusive in not having the self-worth to walk away or the strength or things like that. Exactly. We do believe that our undiagnosed ADHD 
and the problems that that brought played a factor in that. But at no point are we responsible for being abused in any way, shape or form. No. And for our part, we can acknowledge that, you know, with greater self-worth. Yeah. And, um, you know, just a bit more awareness, we might have not put ourselves at such risk at points, but those two things are very separate and not, yeah. not related, but just to note both of those. Yeah, so I think I think definitely looking back for myself, if I had been stronger um, mentally and if I had been able to calculate risk better and, and not get led by my dopamine and yeah. um, I maybe wouldn't have ended up in situations and I could have, and I would have walked away from these situations before they got to the point that they got to. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, like every, every situation is so completely unique. I just think it's interesting that we have both experienced similar things and yeah. without any knowledge and it being far too heavy a subject matter to sort of wade in with a, you know, with a, a non-educated opinion feels really irresponsible. But mm-hmm. I do wonder how many of us might have experienced similar things, but that is purely speculation. And um, I'm going to wind my neck right in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think when we really started to think about this, we were both sort of realized what a huge topic that actually is mm-hmm. and potentially um, something to explore in full, you know, depth with some statistics and information to back it up. But at yeah. this point in time, we don't feel, you know, prepared in terms of knowledge or emotionally prepared to go down that road right now. But something definitely worth exploring. Yeah. Statistics and, um, something else for another episode perhaps um but yeah it's difficult isn't it because like we said you have to in being authentic and you know we we are literally riding as we always say the late diagnosis roller coaster you're reflecting back at your life picking picking back through you know what 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 has been and seeing it with different eyes and so it is such an important thing to know especially not just with the past but with the future uh, knowing now that ADHD, the, the impact that ADHD can have on relationships and your self-worth and et cetera, is important to explore as best we can, as excruciating as it is. Yeah. I bloody hate this episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not been the easiest, has it? No, it's really, really not been the easiest. So let's move swiftly on and get stuck into it. So for this cheery topic, <laughs> we're going to start off with, oh. so yeah, with, um, with a quote from somebody that I have lost here somewhere. Hang on, start again. I literally screenshotted it so that I could be like, it's from da-da-da-da-da. But obviously I've done that wrong. And it's definitely not that. <laughs> so while Laura's looking for that, <laughs> it's time for a quick commercial. No, I'm joking. Um, so help guide. .org. We got there in the end. She got there in the end. Well done. Okay, so how does ADHD affect relationships? While the distractibility, disorganisation and impulsivity of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder can cause problems in many areas of adults' life, these symptoms can be particularly damaging when it comes to your closest relationships. 
This is especially true if the symptoms of ADHD have never been properly diagnosed or treated. If you're the person with ADHD, you may feel like you're constantly being criticised, nagged and micromanaged no matter what you do. Nothing seems to please your spouse or partner. You don't feel respected as an adult, so you find yourself avoiding your partner or saying whatever you have to, have to in order to get them off your back. You wish your significant other could relax even a little bit and stop trying to control every aspect of your life. You wonder what happened to the person you fell in love with. Um, that relates really bloody hard. Yeah. Um, if you're in a relationship with someone who has ADHD, you may feel lonely, ignored and unappreciated. You're tired of taking care of everything on your own and being the only responsible party in the relationship. You don't feel like you can rely on your partner. They never seem to follow through on promises and you're forced to constantly issue reminders and demands or else just do things yourself. Sometimes it feels as if your significant other just doesn't care. It's easy to see how the feelings on both sides can contribute can contribute to a destructive cycle in the relationship. The non-ADHD partner complains, nags and becomes increasingly resentful while the ADHD partner feeling judged, misunderstood and misunderstood gets defensive and pulls away. In the end, nobody is happy. Yeah, and then that leads me on to my stat here from verywellmind.com. Mm. The unfortunate result is that the divorce and marital dysfunction rates for couples affected by ADHD is almost double that um, of couples not impacted by ADHD. But the good news is that understanding the role that ADHD in a relationship plays can turn your marriage around mm -hmm. and I guess that's kind of what we're going to speak about is our our past relationships and dealing coping with undiagnosed ADHD yeah. and you know what benefits of having a diagnosis and understanding yourself can can play and your partner understanding you in your relationship and that, yeah and that really rings true to our last episode with Sophia again because she was talking about the difference in her relationship with her husband when he could finally see her behaviour through the lens of ADHD. Yeah. Because he was feeling that um, lack of appreciation for her from her um, and she was constantly feeling judged and like she was feeling like, what was it she said? She was like, I'm not shit, I'm not shit, I'm not shit. Like yeah. she felt like that's what she was doing. That one hit me like a bullet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it really did. Constantly trying to prove yeah. yourself. You're like you're not. You you're just not don't feel to, like yeah. you're up to par. Not yeah. Meeting the, not meeting the scratch. There's a new one. Have that. <laughs> <laughs> not meeting the scratch. <laughs> I like what it. what we said earlier. Oh. Blowing. Blowing trumpets up somebody's Yeah, I, I meant to say blowing smoke up someone's ass, but I said blowing trumpets out of their ass. <laughs> <laughs> I no but I like it. We're keeping it. Yeah. Okay, so let's dive in at the deep end. We are going to start in our teen years. Would you like to start? <laughs> Where do I start? I guess for me, relationships, I, I was a promiscuous teen. Yep. And it wasn't for the fact that I didn't want relationships. I did. I just didn't know how to get them. Mm. And I found that um, impulsiveness led me to making the wrong decisions when it came to meeting guys. Yeah. I would, you know, jump in. Both feet first. I was going to say funny first, but that's <laughs> not appropriate. <laughs> totally appropriate. I'm really 
Jump in Fanny first. <laughs> Sorry, Mum. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm just praying that mine aren't listening. Um... But yeah, I was I was a promiscuous teen and um yeah, I guess it was just me looking for validation, mm. looking for love and affection, but just not being able to regulate my emotions and feelings properly and my impulses and making the wrong decisions. And also, let's not forget, our brains are lacking in dopamine. Yeah, and when that dopamine starts flowing, you don't want it to stop. So you get into situations that you probably wouldn't have if you had um, more control of that. And then the other thing not to forget is what James touched on on the previous episode when we spoke to him. I was like, who's James? We're not doing names. We're not doing names. Dr. 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 James Brown. Brown, Definitely not an He touched on before that (laughs) neurologically... We're not as well developed. Yes. We're we're, la- we're, years we're, we're years behind. Yeah. So when we're at that age where everyone's, you know, finding their feet within yeah. sex and, yeah. and relationships, we're years behind. So And also weighing up the pros and cons and things like that, whereas we are impulsively leaping in, you know what? Fanny <laughs> <Funny> first. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> I love you. <ya. laughs> For me, um, yeah, it was just, uh, like I said before, I was really, really tall. I was a lot heavier and just looked different to most of my peer group and my year. And so when you have all that hanging over you, if a boy pays you attention when you're in school or whatever, it's like the most exciting thing ever. Yeah. So what I can look at, look back at and reflect on is the fact that, uh, it like, oh, I would literally say up until I was 20, 19, it was never about them. Yeah. Honestly, and that sounds so, so awful, but it wasn't. And obviously at the time, because you've got all of those chemicals flowing, you're like, oh my God, I'm so obsessed. And they become your hyper-focus and you're so excited and you feel like, you know, and and you think that that is love, but actually... It's not. It's not necessarily about oh, them. Yeah. It's about how they are making you feel. And yeah. that's it. The amount of guys I fell in love with after a week. Yeah. And I was like, I love this guy. And yeah. it wasn't about that. It was. It was to Hyper-focus, do with yourself. Yeah. And, and and having those good chemicals. And as we've said, you know, with our tale as old as time, low self worth for the yeah. things that we're getting wrong. If someone's telling you that you're good, like my God. Yeah. You know, that's that's the stuff of. I don't even know what I was going to say then. I was about to say gold, the stuff of gold. Yeah, it also, it also but it depends what they're telling you you're good at as well. So that, <laughs> that has a big influence on you, you know? You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. But so, like, <laughs> I've actually gone red. Um, no, that's because I had curry for dinner. <laughs> so the, the thing is, like for me, I was in relationships. Yeah. So... I went from relationship to relationship from a very, very, very young age. I mean, like 14. Yeah. Right? And that's crazy. But what I realised was that in those times when I was single, the impulsivity and recklessness was so acute. Yeah. That on reflection, and I just, yeah, really want to make the point that I'm not saying, oh, no, I'm so reckless and terrible, I better get myself somebody to hold on to to calm me down yeah i'm just saying looking back it's pretty obvious that that was what was going on yeah yeah and at the time you were totally oblivious to this yeah completely and when i look back into those early relationships it wasn't that i didn't care about these people i did 
but I wasn't I wasn't in it for the right reasons. Mm. I was in it because I wanted a relationship. I wanted to know what it felt like. And, and all my friends were doing it. So maybe if I got into a relationship, this would help me feel like I fit in. And so there became a point where someone was available and wanted that relationship yeah. with me. And so I, I went and running and then it got exciting. And then I got kind of swept away with everything yes. that comes with that. And then when it came to realise that I wasn't ready for these relationships, so I had to pull out and hurt people in the process, which mm. is something I never wanted to do. Yeah, But it was because I'd... I didn't know what was going on with yeah. the emotions and everything yes. in my head and impulsiveness. Emotional dysregulation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, so when I was a lot younger, I was in a relationship with a person and it was exactly that. It was not really about them. I thought it was, but it wasn't. And and annoyingly, annoyingly, she says, I can't think of a better word. This stuff's hard to say, isn't it? It really is. Like, I then ran for the hills, made a load of chaos in the process and upset people and did all these things. Um, I ran away out of the frying pan into the fire. It's a lot though, isn't it? You know, when you're young and these things happen to you and it affects you for years to come. It yeah. still affects you now, how you've been treated in the past yeah. and, and the things you've had to deal with. It's especially once you get your head around dealing with ADHD and, you know, what role that plays in those situations well exactly because the point is is if we'd have had the self-worth or if we'd have had the understanding and i'm not necessarily saying medication but some kind of help and an education of what it was we were up against then potentially we would have made better decisions yeah and not ended up in those situations well that's it you do you go along with things that you necessarily don't agree with or don't like and you put up with things that you maybe wouldn't put up with because you're hiding aspects of yourself from people as well. And, and from yourself. And from yourself, yeah. yeah, ultimately. Yeah. And so it takes you a long time and it wasn't until, you know, much later when you realise the ADHD thing that you can look back and reflect on these situations and be like, wow, if I had been more self-aware, I probably wouldn't have even gotten into that relationship yeah. in the and, first and, place. And, and be able to arm yourself for, for the future. yeah. I'd have seen those red flags if yeah. I'd been more aware of myself and understood myself better. Yeah. And I certainly wouldn't have put up with a lot of those things. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, all through my 20s and stuff, I did, as I got older, I I got better mm -hmm. and I was able to like kind of hold myself back and not get myself into as many situations that mm -hmm. I didn't want to be in. Um, But you still make mistakes. Yeah, of course. And with most relationships that I've gone into, I dive in head first mm -hmm. and I get so caught up in the excitement of it that usually that lends me to getting involved with the wrong people. Yeah. The ones that are love bombing yes. is the term to use. You know, yes. you know the guys that you meet that come along and well, they sweep, sweep you, you off your, your feet, feet. Yes. and you think that, you know, he's the best thing since sliced bread and, you know, he's given you everything you want. You thought this was the man that you, you know... It's the stuff of fairy tales. Yeah, and you just can't believe your luck. Yeah. And even though there's probably a lot of red flags along the way, you're so swept up... It's literally a giant red ...by flag. everything <laughs> that is going on... Yeah. ...that you miss all these red flags yeah. because you're just so unaware and so involved and the dopamine's going yeah. and you can't control... You're just... You just fall. You yeah. fall. You fall in head first, and you can't get out. And 
having undiagnosed ADHD definitely plays a huge part you're, of that you're because a vulnerable person. Yeah, you are. You have your self worth is is at an all time low you and make bad decisions. Yeah, and you believe that you can't get better mm-hmm. as well. You don't deserve better. Yeah, yeah. And so you don't want to lose what you've got because you think that this is the best. And on top of that. You are masking, unknowingly masking, and then you end up going along with what other people want from yeah. you, like you were saying. Yeah, before. well, that's it. You do. You go along with things that you necessarily don't agree with or don't like, and you put up with things that you maybe wouldn't put up with because you're hiding aspects of yourself from people as well. And, and from yourself. And from yourself, yeah. yeah, ultimately. Yeah. And so it takes you a long time, and it wasn't until you know, much later when you realise the ADHD thing that you can look back and reflect on these situations and be like, wow, if I had been more self-aware, I probably wouldn't have even gotten into that relationship in the first place. And and, and be able to arm yourself for for the future. Yeah. I'd have seen those red flags if I'd been more aware of myself and understood myself better. And I certainly wouldn't have put up with a lot of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Looking back... On the fact that you had undiagnosed ADHD, how do you think that impacted? Well, ultimately, my worth. Yeah. Like, that's what it comes down to. And I think that because my worth was was so bad for so long, that I would put up with so much more than most people yes. in a relationship. Yes. So much more. Because you just don't think that you're good enough. Yeah. And therefore, yeah, like when you've got friends and stuff saying like, oh, you need to be careful and they're giving you all the warning and stuff. You don't take their advice Mm. because even though there's part of you that knows what they're saying is true, because your worth is so low Mm. that you can't hear them because you just think, well, you know, if it's it's this or there's nothing better for me. Mm. So I'll just put up with it. But I I think for me, like, I was always told that I was overly sensitive. Mm -hmm. And so I feel that that was most definitely played on because it was like, no, I haven't said that. You've misunderstood. Or even I'm going to go, I'm going to say it. You've misheard me. You've misread the tone of that because I've got quite clearly APD. Mm-hmm. Um, you've not heard that right. And no, I didn't mean it like that. And no, I never said that. You're getting confused or you are overreacting. You've been too sensitive. And on reflection, that particular relationship, the person, when it ended, even turned around and said to me that they were so fed up with my behaviour in not pulling my way, in inverted commas, um, that they were being purposely spiteful towards me. Yeah. So then it's like an admission of gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Like all those times when you said that I was being horrible to you and I said you're overreacting and no, I wasn't and you misheard, I was. Yeah. <laughs> like, cheers then. <laughs> I, I, I've been told in past relationships that I'm, I'm crazy. Yeah. 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 That, I've, uh, that I'm actually crazy. And for a while... It got to the point where I started to believe yeah, that I was crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm being told this, so maybe I am. Yeah. I was like, maybe I'm crazy. And I was like, or maybe they're manipulating me so much to make me crazy. Yes. And yes. then you're just in this place of like, am I crazy? Am I not crazy? Yeah. And if I am, is it because of them? Is it because of me? You're doubting yourself. Yeah, and or... you're just in this headspace which leads to immense anxiety Mm. and um you know and stress depressive Mm. moments and 
all of that because of the way that this person is making you feel and had this person maybe have known about your ADHD had they been a good person Mm -hmm. then maybe they wouldn't have made you feel like that yeah and I, I feel like on reflection of a particular relationship there were things that he was doing to try to motivate me so for example like exercise and like he had a whiteboard and he would write tasks down on it for me to complete by the end of the day sounds like a prick (laughs) (laughs) no comment but 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 i'm not going to say credit where credit's due but i'm going to allow there to be a slightly different veil through which I view it. Yeah. Whereas I walked away from that and went, that's abuse. And I walk away from it now and I can see that it felt like abuse, but there is an element in which I can I can say perhaps they really were trying to motivate me because... They just didn't understand what was going on with me and yeah. why I couldn't do the things that I, w- I wanted to do. And then their their takeaway from that was that I didn't care. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'm not excusing it. But I'm what I'm saying is there are more than two sides to every story, right? Of course. There's one person's side, there's the other person's side, and there's the truth, which is somewhere in the middle with all of those elements and bloody ideology and every man and his dog thrown into it right mm-hmm. so there are so many different versions of the truth and without the understanding of adhd how it presents how it can affect the other person particularly without the knowledge i mean let's call the whole thing off right yeah. <laughs> well that's it you've got one person with adhd that doesn't know they have adhd yeah and then you have another Drowning person self-loathing yeah shame. and then you have another person in that relationship who doesn't know this person has ADHD. And feels like every day, in a million different ways, that person is showing them that they don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. And it can become this codependent parental-type relationship. Yeah. um, Which is no good for anybody because that one person feels like they're carrying all the way and the other person feels like they're being controlled, Mm -hmm. effectively. And actually... None of it's good. It's just a recipe for it's disaster. It's a massive pile of shit. Yes, it is. It really, truly is. Big recipe for disaster. Yeah. But the light at the end of the tunnel yeah. is is the fact that, you know, having a diagnosis can change things completely. When yeah. you have the self-understanding and when you're able to share that understanding and your partner is able to learn about it as well so that they can understand you, then you can then work t- towards a more harmonious relationship. Yeah, so to go back to, to that um, quote from earlier from helpguide.org, yeah. it says, um, you can build a healthier, happier partnership by learning about the role ADHD plays in your relationship and how both of you can choose more positive and productive ways to respond to challenges and communicate with each other. So as ever, the thing that we always bloody bang on about is self-inventory. Yeah. Self-inventory, self-awareness, and and really looking at how your ADHD presents, the challenges that it brings you, and instead of trying to hide them, being upfront about that. If you are finding this podcast helpful and you're in a position to do so, we are asking that you help us by signing up to our Patreon. 
In pledges starting at just £4 a month, it will give you access to our We Are ADHDAF community forum in which we are both active members and we all support and learn from each other. You will also get access to behind-the-scenes content, exclusives, offers, blogs, vlogs, the works, everything in the kitchen sink. Your pledge will also mean that we will be able to continue to put out weekly episodes of ADHD as Females, the podcast. Alternatively, if you would prefer just to make a donation, you can do so by visiting in buymeacoffee.com forward slash ADHD as females. We know that our words are helping people in 164 countries and counting. We really appreciate your support in supporting us to continue supporting the ADHD community. If you are ADHD AF and you want more ADHD AF, join the We Are ADHD AF community. www.patreon.com forward slash ADHD as females. We talked about, we had a question on our polls, didn't we, about how do we tell people, how do we make people understand who don't believe that we have ADHD or don't believe in ADHD. Especially if you're the person that's stuck in limbo and you believe you have ADHD, but you don't have a diagnosis. So therefore... And you don't know when you're going to get it. So therefore you don't have any proof and it's just a self-diagnosed thing at this point. Yeah. So it, it, it can be a hard thing being able to discuss that with someone and it's just like, well, you're just a hypochondriac or or whatever the things might get said. Or using it as an excuse, etc, etc. I think it's important to arm yourself with as many resources as you can, as much information as you can. And if you're that's that's how I would approach it if I was dealing with a partner in a relationship and just getting as much information as you can and communicating with them with that information. And, you know... And and fundamentally... At the end of the day, if somebody is not going to believe you or is going to make you feel like shit, then maybe need to walk out the fucking door. Yeah, maybe saying that to myself a million times over from the past. Yeah. Because we know what that feels like. And the more that your self-worth is getting deteriorated, the less likely it is that you're going to leave because you don't have the strength or the value or the belief that you are capable, you know, to, yeah. to, to, to walk away because you're lucky to have them and all that other bullshit. But fundamentally, if somebody is making you feel bad, that is not okay. Yeah. And there's the door sunshine. You they know? ain't the right one. Yeah. And... um yeah, and walking away from someone can be one of the hardest things yeah. you will ever do in your life. But you have to remember the reasons why you're doing it and it's self-preservation. And go full Florence Divin. Given, Florence Divin, Florence Given, and dump him! Yeah. <laughs> but you have to look after yourself. Like, you cannot be in a happy relationship if you're not taking care of yourself. No, 100%. You cannot be. So look after yourself. That is the most important thing. And if there's someone in, that you're in a relationship with and they're not looking after you, then how are you going to... Or they're look- determined to misunderstand you. Yeah. You know, that's the thing is it's absolutely okay for people to not understand. And if that person isn't neurodivergent, they're not necessarily going to ever understand how your brain works. But if you can communicate with them the ways that you struggle, you have, you know, all of the resources and information and education so that they can get on a level and see you through this different lens and understand that sometimes your actions don't mirror your intentions, but it is no reflection on how you feel about them. If fundamentally they are determined to misunderstand that, then you're flogging a dead horse. Absolutely. Yeah. I've said that a lot today. Absolutely. But that's because I agree with so much. So... 
did we get through it? Is that enough? I think so. <laughs> is I there think anything else you want to say? I mean, there's probably lots, but I don't want to get anyone in trouble, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do, but, you know. <laughs> no, um, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, you need to look after yourself and you look, need to look out for yourself. And if the person you're with in a relationship is... It gives it gives any damn about you, gives any shit about you, then they will try and understand. understand. They yeah. will try and learn about it. Be they will try and be compassionate yeah. and, and they will not make you feel bad about something that is literally um, you know, a brain disorder. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And even if they don't fully understand it, they will still try because they love and care about yeah, you. Exactly. And but I guess just think how you would deal with it if you were in that same yeah. situation you you would want to understand the person that you're with and help them in any which way you could I, I so yeah. if you're not getting that back in return then that's when you'd really need to reconsider everything but I feel like I, w- I just want to say like one more disclaimer like you know we've sat here and I could I could see uh, my RSD is kicking up here so I'm just going <laughs> to call it right um, you know I could see how that could this could look very holier than thou, sanctimonious, like, oh, you know, people have been awful to us and da 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 da. Like, I fully recognize that I've hurt some people. Oh, yeah. 100%. And I feel terrible about it. It's never my intention to hurt anybody or to be uncaring. And I appreciate that everyone is flawed and nobody is perfect. Um, but yeah, it's just how it is you are who you are and you can't help how you feel and we can all we could all do things a lot better in hindsight right yeah you know (laughs) and you know everyone will make mistakes and mistakes are just lessons that we haven't learned yet exactly and i don't know who said that but i'm stealing i'm stealing it (laughs) i'm stealing it and we're not relationship experts by any means (laughs) jesus i am definitely not but i'm learning and um yeah that's all we can do. Yeah. So with that in mind, it leads us really perfectly onto our differences. Yes, it right? does. And I just mentioned RSD. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Do you want to start? Go for it. Yeah. So Laura and this I... This happened today. Yeah, Laura right? and I were speaking about RSD earlier because um, Laura had sent me a post that she was putting up on Instagram and she had asked me if it was okay. Because that's what we do. Because yeah. even though I'm making it physically it obviously this is ours 50 50 yeah so we cannot put anything out that we don't definitely both agree on yeah yeah exactly yeah and so she asked me if it was all right now um there was one thing that i wanted to change on it so i brought that up but instead of saying the post was all right i just brought up the fact (laughs) that there was one thing wrong with it it took everything within me to be able to tell her that there was something wrong with it even though I had specifically asked yeah. what needed to be changed. Like I didn't, I didn't want to say anything, but there was a bit that uh, that I, I didn't didn't fit, didn't fit, and so I didn't. And want, you were totally right. And I didn't want to say anything about it because I was scared to upset her, and the fear of upsetting her was kind of putting me off what I was saying. So I ended up kind of saying what I didn't like, but forgetting to tell her that the rest of the post and the yeah. whole concept for it was perfect. So hilariously. My RSD is that I need to know that it's okay. 
And that's the crucial element for me. Yeah. So there was me asking Dawn very specifically to critique something and say, how, I said, I think the words were, how is that? Is there anything you want to add or take away? And Dawn just replied, this doesn't fit. This yeah. needs to change. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you know, because that's what I'd asked her. I just went, yeah, perfect. Great. Good point. And we'd already mentioned that on the podcast anyway. So that's fine. And then she was, and then she just basically went into one like, I'm really sorry. And it's really hard for me to say these things. And I'm literally like, yeah. what the hell are you talking about? This is actually what I asked you. And then I was like, well, actually, if we're bloody going for it and laying our cards on the table, is the post actually all right? <laughs> so, that's yeah. what I'm worried about. <laughs> and that's it. So the difference is, I guess, is just that how RSD affects, Presents, yeah. affects us differently. I, for me, I I really worry a lot about upsetting people or saying the wrong thing that I often hold back. And it affects me in more than just Every like aspect. relationships. Yeah. It could be getting work done, getting to the gym whatever it is right, you know where you go for dinner yeah right down from the big I'm the scared of getting something wrong or upsetting someone or causing any kind of like conflict, co- conflict at all that I will cause this RSD to like just bubble Run up riot. and cause me like mad anxiety as a result yeah and yeah and then it just that's yeah and then my, my side of it is that like i'm i'm worried that i'm going to do something wrong but it's so funny because that is exactly what we're talking about not it, that we've been talking about in romantic relationships is in all relationships in your friendships and in your work relationships because actually now we have this understanding yeah. of how our rsd presents differently dawn knows that when i say what do you think of that she can turn around and say, don't forget to add this and don't forget to take that out. Or actually, maybe we should save that for another week. And that's literally exactly what I wanted to know. And she doesn't need to worry yeah. that I'm going to be upset. And she can also say, well done, Nora, that looks really nice. Yeah. <laughs> because I need to put on the back. Yeah. Before, in case my RSD goes, oh, no, I think she probably doesn't like it, but she's just saying it to be nice to me. Well, exactly. <laughs> but... What Laura needs to also also know is well, while we're here, while we're here, <laughs> is that I think all their fucking posts are incredible. <laughs> They're so good. She's so talented, and she puts them together so well. And this is why I'm like, oh, I don't want to say there's anything wrong with anything. <laughs> no, there's pl- plenty, but, plenty wrong with it. Um, but but yeah. yeah, we're still learning we very much learning. about each other as well. Yeah, like we've only known each other for a year, yeah. and starting this. And pod- for most of that year, I was in hiding. Yeah, because I was really, really depressed and, and sad. It <laughs> wasn't until kind of late summertime yeah. we actually started speaking about yeah. the whole ADHD yeah. thing and even knew that that was a thing that was on each other's radar. Yeah, so exactly. yeah, this relationship is is very much still the and, yeah. one that we're learning about. But, that, but that's the point though, isn't it? Is because we are in the trenches here. We have only just got this diagnosis in inverted commas at the end of last year at the same time. So it's not just our relationship with each other. We are figuring out our relationship with ourselves. Yeah, and we are looking at ourselves through a different lens and, and the figuring out who that, the hell we are. The role I mean? that ADHD plays yeah. in our life, etc. Picking apart, yeah, what is what is genuinely your um, personality, what is masked personality, and how much of your ADHD symptoms are affecting your impulsivity and and are or are actually who yeah. you are. And another point as well is. Um, I'm not sure whether we've mentioned this or not, but um, we 
are going to speak more about relationships, personal relationships yeah. with friends, family, um, colleagues, etc. in uh, another episode because we realise this has kind of been mostly geared towards romantic relationships. And we might, we were thinking about doing another one all about sex as well if we're brave enough but we're a little bit frightened that our family members will listen. I mean, I've already talked about diving into <laughs> Fanny first, so... Yeah, I think I think that's potentially another another episode for us is talking about sex. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think it's an important one, and um, important. let us know if you'd like to hear it. Yeah, sexy time. <laughs> so I guess that leads us to the most ADHD thing that we have done this week, and um, it kind of leaves us both in the same boat. I think we're both kind of feeling the same on this one. Yeah, for the first time, our 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 ADHD thing is the same. Yeah. So we both run ourselves ragged, basically. Yeah, we, we pretty much burnt ourselves out. Um, with you know the the podcast, I'm working um a summer job full time during the week. Plus, I have a job at the weekend in a restaurant, and we're doing all the podcast stuff. And I've been going out partying, and um, you've got to have a life as well as all the work to make all the working worthwhile. But then the problem is. Yeah, the problem is now I'm sick because I've just completely burnt myself out and I've spent the day in bed. So, yeah. Yeah, mine is um very similar. I'm spinning about five different plates at the moment, which is a very ADHD thing to do anyway, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. That's fine. yeah, that's fine. And I'm fine, but I have started to feel a bit tired the last couple of weeks and just been like, oh, well, you know, by the end of August, I'll have a lot less plates to spin. So, you know, head down and just keep going kind of thing um, without realising that obviously I'm going away, um, going to Glasgow. Um, so oh, I'm going jealous. And my... Um, I don't know. Time blindness, I suppose, um, has blinded me to the fact that I it was an unrealistic goal to think that I could tick everything off my list before going tomorrow. Um, so I've just been doing all of the things all of the time from about 5 a.m. till about midnight every single day for about a week. Yeah. Sometimes later. And I am absolutely exhausted. Like exhausted beyond exhaustion and I've still got things to tick off my list and my number one thing I most wanted to do is I've got an amazing hat that I want to wear for Glastonbury and it's like number one on my list to do yeah. and I still can't do it because I've got to do all the other things and I think that that is stressing me out the most because I really have made a magnificent chapeau and I cannot finish it because <laughs> I've got too much to do and I'm too exhausted to do all the things that I need to do oh it's the burn. Feel the burn. Feel the burn. We've done ourselves right in. So I think it's fair to say that we both need a little bit of R&R. &R. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to get any though. <laughs> well, I know you're going to have a mad one at Glastonbury, but um, I, I plan this weekend to actually have a quiet one for once in my life. I say that I plan. I know it. such famous last words. I don't know if I believe it for a second. You'll be <laughs> I don't, I don't even know if I believe it. You wake up tomorrow and you'll be knacking. You'll be like, oh, God, oh, I'm so tired. I can't wait for my weekend in. And then by Friday night, the sun's shining, you'll be like, right, let's go. No, <laughs> I'm a nightmare. I can't, I can't just, I'm like, I can't just have a quiet one. It's not in me. It's like, <laughs> no, the sun's shining. It's the weekend. Let's go. Let's go. But I'm going to try. I'm going to try and have a more chilled one, especially just because I've been feeling a little under the weather. So. 
Should we call it a day? Yeah, I think that's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to us bear our souls. And as ever, thank you so much to everyone for supporting us, for getting us in the Apple Podcast charts. Yes. For all of the reviews. And you know what? Somebody also asked us how could they help spread the word. And one of the other ways you could do that is by actually sharing any of our information, uh, posts or podcasts on any ADHD groups. Because yeah. obviously we can't self-promote. That's um, you know, that's that's not right. So if you if you think that other people would benefit from hearing our podcast hearing me squeaking on about nonsense then yeah please do share us on any any groups and write reviews give us some stars and yeah yeah like rate subscribe all that, all that and does. um if you want to add your tuppence worth then give us an email on adhd as females at gmail.com lovely old job see us later love you bye adhd as females ADHDAF ADHDS females